0: Happy holidays from all of us at the Kim Commando Show and Kim Commando Today. This is a replay of Kim Commando Today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next year. I always like to start with something interesting, and maybe you've heard of Waymo. Waymo is Google's self-driving division, and they've been doing a lot of testing and driving around the Phoenix area. I have seen the cars quite a few times. They're loaded with all kinds of cameras all around, and they actually make like this futuristic noise as it's going down the street almost like if you ever hear a Tesla backing up, it's a sound from the Jetsons or something like that. But the reason why I bring it up is that now you can hail a Waymo self-driving taxi to and from Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix, the only place. So to book a ride, you have to download the Waymo app. And then this is the funny part. You have to join what they're calling the Trusted Tester Program. (laughs) The Trusted Tester Program. Yeah. Well, you have to have a lot of trust that the self-driving taxi doesn't become one of those self-crashing cars because, after all, there are no drivers installed. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to this, yes, it's called Kim Commando Today. Now, every single day, I read as much as I can about technology to stay up to date. I must visit 30 different websites. I read white papers. I talk to industry insiders. And this is part of the show where I like to talk about tech news and what's happening in your world right now. And I've had a lot to say over the last few months about Tesla and why you should never trust its so-called autopilot. And now the U.S. Department of Justice, they agree, and they've opened a criminal investigation on this issue. Now, at the heart of the issue is just one question. Did Tesla management mislead its consumers, investors, and regulators by making false claims about the capabilities of its driver assistance technology? I will tell you, I have a Tesla Plaid. I put it in autopilot twice and I decided I would never use it again. Almost crashed into a truck, ran through a stop sign, doesn't see motorcycles. Uh, This year alone, 70% of crashes involved Tesla's autopilot tech. And over the last 12 months, at least 12 people have died while using the Tesla autopilot. Now, keep in mind, this is not a civil lawsuit. A federal criminal investigation is super serious. It could result in individual Tesla executives being fined and sentenced to jail. So for now, you just have to drive your Tesla. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, Number two on our list is Mark Zuckerberg and his jet. Today, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, the climate change activists, and other hypocrites, they're all flying around in their private jets. But we still are getting lectures about our SUV and our gas grills and climate change. But Mark Zuckerberg jets around in a Gulfstream G-650. Beautiful, huge plane. But it emits 17 times more carbon than you do in an entire year. He's not the only one. Attending the last Global Warming Summit. Yes, I said the Global Warming Summit. President Biden's 747 and his massive 85-car gas-guzzling motorcade. Wow. They put out more carbon in that one trip than you and your entire family do in a year. And so... I'd maybe just sit back and wonder. I mean, if they're really serious about climate change, why don't they just stay home and leave their jets at home and just go on a Zoom call? Uh, number three in our list is YouTube has new labels, and I'm not sure you should trust them right away. YouTube is now introducing a so called reliable doctor rating for certain videos made by healthcare professionals. And the question is can you trust it? Because YouTube is just full of dangerous medical advice by real doctors, fake doctors, wannabe doctors, and outright quacks. And so now YouTube's going to be allowing licensed doctors, nurses, and more to actually get a reliability rating. But here's the caveat. YouTube cannot determine the quality of that healthcare professional, just that they have a license. So just because a video has a reliable seal doesn't mean that you should depend upon it because you know what they call the person who graduates last in his class at medical school. You know what they call him or her, they call doctor. That's right. Oh, meanwhile, over at Twitter, Elon Musk hasn't been CEO for very long, and now we've got a lot going on. Top-level management heads have rolled. Uh, more firings of Twitter staff is coming. There's been a lot of false stories. But now what I think is interesting is that the media has gotten a hold about these major Hollywood celebrities that say, I'm not going to put up with this, Elon Musk. I'm going to be leaving Twitter. And so there's Shonda Rhimes, Tony Braxton, Alex Winter, Ken Olin, Mike Foley, Eric Larson, Tom Reiner. Do you know any of those people? Anybody sound familiar? Okay, maybe Tony Braxton, maybe Tom Reiner. Uh, so all these people are coming out saying, you know, we're not going to be on Twitter anymore. We're celebrities. We don't need this. Okay, the fact is that they're celebrities and they need you to care about them. They're not going anywhere. And finally, lastly, this coming in at number five. Go ahead and just take my money right now. Okay, when are roller skates not roller skates? When they are so-called moonwalkers. Now, some robotic engineers—they spun off their work from Carnegie Mellon University—and they came up with this company called Shift Robotics. And they have a product called Moonwalkers. And you put them on your parachute. You put them on your shoes, and it has a 300-watt electric motor. Uses AI. It has eight wheels. The wheels are not in a single line, so you don't have to balance yourself. And the whole idea is that when you have these moonwalkers on, it will increase your walking speed by up to 250%. Wow, isn't that something? They actually limit this top speed to 7 miles per hour. And it has a battery-powered range of about 6 miles. So they're saying that this is going to replace scooters and other things because you can just take these moonwalkers and put them under your desk. Moonwalkers. No price yet out. Doesn't give an ex- exact delivery date. But really, looked at it. Hopefully, you don't hit a pebble in these things because then you'd be walking towards heaven's gate. Get it? Your gate walking, heaven's gate. Ooh, sorry about that. All right, coming up, we have the telltale signs that your hard drive's failing. You had four times that you need to change your password. And, of course, we're going to have a great tip. And this week, it's how to find out who's calling you from an unknown or a blocked number. And, of course, we have all of your great phone calls here on Kim Commando today. Hey, coming up in just a few moments, how you can tell if your hard drive is really going into the intergalactic bit bucket. But first, how about we get this party started with Randy. Hello there, Randy.
1: Hello, Kim. Man, it's an honor to be on your show. I I think it was some 15 years ago, I started listening to you. A fantastic show. It's amazing how you keep up with technology. I, I don't know how you do it, but thanks. And I'm, I remember back, I don't want to take a lot of time, but I remember back years ago when my kids were teenagers and just getting cell phones, how you helped me try to stay ahead of them and keep them safe, and I really do <laughs> appreciate that.
0: Um, you know what? It's nice to know that I made a difference, really, it's, and, uh, and that they have grown up to be good digital citizens because of that.
1: Well, I, I appreciate it. Well, Kim, I'm wanting to get away from the Google world if I can. Looking for it's hard. Yeah, looking for some conservative options to Google and Gmail, uh, if there's a way I could do it. I, I hit my IT department up at work and some of the guys and they didn't really have any answers. And I thought of you right away. And I'm, I didn't know if you had some answers for me.
0: So are you trying to get rid of Google altogether, Randy, or are you just trying to get rid of Gmail?
1: Well, really, Gmail is the biggest thing. I know Google, because it's such a, I mean, it's a really robust search engine, and I understand all that. And I probably wouldn't be able to get rid of it altogether. But Gmail would be a great start. But it seems like everything over the years is just, I have so many fingers in my tech stuff that I do is attached to it. I don't know where to start.
0: Yeah, and and you're right. I know just about the search real quick is that I know a lot of people have moved over to DuckDuckGo. Okay. But if you really do a if you do a search at Google and you do a search at DuckDuckGo, you know the answers are better <laughs> at Google. I mean, they just are. Sure. And but there's a there's a company that they used to advertise with us, but they haven't advertised for some time. But I am still a big fan of the company, and they have uh, they have a website a, a search site called StartPage, mm-hmm. and StartPage. Uh, they actually buy the results from Google, but you're not getting tracked like Google. Okay, okay? and so how how do they make their money? They sell ads. Okay, um, and so that's over at Startpage. Then Startpage also has something called Start Mail. Oh, that if you are looking for a uh, an email service that doesn't track what you do, and or, or anything in your email box isn't going to be tied to your profile. And all these different data points that they have is that there's um, their start page. Now, I will tell you that these these email services they're not going to be free because they have to make money somehow, right? Right. And so normally they charge. Um, there's a there's another one called Hush Mail, and then there's another one called Proton Mail. Now, Proton Mail is, I, I think. As far as if you're seeking absolute privacy, is that it's based in Switzerland, which is, you know, they're famous for their privacy standards. Okay. And its servers are literally buried underground. <laughs> uh, they don't even require – yeah, I know. It's crazy. They don't even require any personal information to set it up. Oh. Um, and so there's a free version, but then there's also a paid version. And you can use a service if you wanted to bring your own domain with that. Uh, they say that even they the developers they can't read your emails. And so so those, there's so but there's startpage who I would recommend. Number 2 is probably protonmail, hushmail would be number 3 on the list. And then of course there's all the other Google services like we talked about startpage as an option for google.com. Yes. There's Ecosia. Uh Ecosia is they don't sell your data. The searches are encrypted and the data is anonymized within a week. Uh and Whatever you search there, they actually plant trees, so which is kind of nice. Any money they make, um, there's quaint. There's Swiss cows. I mean, there's a whole. There's if you don't like Chrome, you can use Firefox. You can use the Tor browser. Um, there's also MailFence is something else. You can watch videos without YouTube by going to Rumble or HookTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to use Google Maps. You can use Apple Maps, which is just bad. But there's another mapping service called Here We Go. Uh, which is also privacy and speed. So, you know, so the bottom line here is that I, I'll put together, I have a whole list of that. If you are fed up and you're looking for alternatives for Google for search, email, messaging, and more, is that there are options. But you're, I think what you're going to find is like what a lot of people do is they say, wow, this, it's just not integrated anymore. Right. And so it does take, I will tell you, just, you know, full disclosure is that it's going to take you some extra steps to get rid of Gmail because we've all grown so accustomed to the convenience and how much we love it because it's so great and it just works. And it does that because, of course, they're collecting every little piece of data that we can. I'll post this link over at commando.com, or you can just search alternatives to Google, and I'm sure that this great tip is going to pop up for you. And again, thank you so much for your call today, Randy. You know, if you're looking for an alternative to, say, Microsoft Office, LibreOffice is actually pretty often awesome. It's based on OpenOffice, so OpenOffice or LibreOffice, and this way you don't have to pay. Of course, there's Google Docs and everything else, but if you're trying to get rid of Google, try to get rid of Microsoft, there are also those options. All right, back to the phones we go with Dave. Hello there, Dave. I just had a simple question,
2: I hope. Um, I'm trying to find a uh, good piece of software, hopefully freeware, that will allow me to be able to remotely support my 80-year-old uh, father's computer. Yeah. Windows 10 platform.
0: That gets a little tough, doesn't it? Yes. Over the phone. It's like, oh, gosh. It's <laughs> like, you know what? you know, and, and we love them. We do, right? I mean, we do. Yes. But it's so frustrating. It's like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like. And then it's like, what do you want me to do? Hit the start to go to the control panel. It's like, you know what? Just forget it. I'll come over. I know you're far, but I'll be there. Okay? Yeah. All right. So (laughs) what you're going to use is some remote access access software. Okay? Right. And there's a lot of them out there. Um, The easiest one and the one that our very own IT geniuses use uh, is called TeamViewer. Uh, it's free for non-commercial use, uh, and so it gives you. Once you set it up, it gives you permanent access when he's not there, so you can get on there. Uh, there's also right. video conferencing. Um, if you want to work on it and you don't want him to see what's on the screen, you can actually black out the screen. And if there's oh. some, if there's something that you want to type up and you want to say, "Here are the steps, Dad," is that you can type it up You can put it. Obviously, you can put it on the screen. Or you can say you put the steps on the screen and say, you know what, I printed it for you. It's in the printer. Okay. <laughs> so, that, so that this it's in his printer, right? So that right, this, sure. So that this way you – know, so a lot of the step-by-step instructions are really helpful. Um, another thing that I have found is that if you find the steps over at YouTube is that uh, if you can show your dad how he can slow it down. And how to replay, but also how we can look at the transcripts for, uh, uh, you know, a YouTube video, because most of almost every video has transcripts. But that also, I found, makes things a little bit easier as far as, you know, these are the things that we need to do. And but, you know, try TeamViewer. I think you're really going to love it. I've used it myself. It makes it really easy. Uh, You don't need to really get into a whole bunch of other technical stuff. You know, as far as him having to do anything, and it's, you know, and that's the challenge is that, you know, older folks they've been around computers a long time, and you may find that somebody in your family that it may be time to get off of them. Windows, to, to, I know that they like it. Maybe time to say, you know what, maybe we just need an iPad. Maybe we don't need to have all these Windows updates and to do everything like that. I'll post a link over to TeamViewer over at commando.com inside the community. That's commando.com slash community. And then when you're in there, just hit the Q&A form. Thanks for your call today, Doug. All right. How do you know if your computer hard drive is actually dying? Well, a hard drive usually lasts three to five years. And when it dies, poof, everything goes into the intergalactic bit bucket, as I like to say. So here are some telltale signs that your hard drive is failing, so you have to move quickly. So when your computer is sluggish and a reboot just doesn't fix it, that's a possible sign that the hard drive is not in great shape. The same goes if you start getting error messages about corrupted files. And be aware of any special noises, especially if you have an older hard drive. That's a click and a buzz, or maybe it sounds like a cat. You might hear also warning beeps, and you don't want to ignore any sounds. Make sure that you always, always, always have a backup of the hard drive right in the cloud. Now, it's not difficult to replace a hard drive, but if you don't know what you're doing, make sure that you let a local repair shop or somebody who you know actually do the job for you. And this is important. Be sure that your old hard drive is thoroughly Destroyed. You want to make sure that all the data is good. Physically, you know, get rid of that hard drive. Use a hammer, if you will. Get rid of all that data. All right, stay right where you are. We have more tips coming up and more great phone calls you don't want to miss here on Kim Commando Today. Hey, in just a few moments, how you can find out who's calling you from an unknown or a blocked number, and then later on... You know, the whole idea is that you need to change your password every 60 or 90 days. But there are four other times when you might want to change that password, too. And before we go back to all your great phone calls, you know, Apple AirTags will help you keep track of your stuff. You just attach these little devices to something or someone, and if you lose them, just go to the Apple Find My app. Now, there are reports of AirTags being used to stalk people. And if you're on Android, Apple has released an app. Uh, in the Android store called Tracker Detect, Google Play Store, rather, called Tracker Detect. So if you're on Android, you can use that. But let me tell you, it takes 10 minutes to do a scan. That's a really long time. So that's why we found an app called AirGuard, if you're on Android, uh, that will automatically and tell you and scan for any type of AirTag trackers. And once again, the name of that app is called AirGuard. We have more information on the website, too, over at Commando.com. All right, let's see. Lisa, you're up next. Hello there, Lisa. All right, I enjoy your show quite a bit. I was uh, listening to the one about the dirty sweaty socks this morning. <laughs> how are you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, I'm like, how can anybody do that? <laughs> and he's making money at it. I mean, this yeah. guy is making is making like two thousand dollars a month selling. Dirty, sweaty socks. I mean, there's, you know, I've said this already once already in the show. There are just a lot of (laughs) weird people in the world, you know? Well, there is, and I can't believe he wears them.
1: (laughs) And then he he sends
0: them. and then, yeah, and then people want, still want the steak. And so he has to mail them uh, in a Ziploc (laughs) bag. Okay, and then yeah, his, and nuts. then he and then in all seriousness, he's in this interview that I watched with him. He's like, "Oh, you know, our business is so good, we're thinking about expanding. And what are you expanding into? Oh, we're going to be selling like, dirty underwear." Okay, really, it's just oh. not good. No, it's just you so, know, it, it's, yeah. it's crazy. All right, so moving from dirty socks and underwear to yes, <laughs> well, I have a smartphone. Um, I keep it on my nightstand, and the reason that I do that is um, I have my ring security system on it that alerts Mm -hmm. me at my other property if there's anybody, you know, breaking in or what have you. Um, And I'm concerned about the electromagnetic waves and radio frequency, of course.
1: Um, I've heard about the pouch that you put your phone into, but I don't know if I
0: do that. Will it stop my ring from um, working as far as letting me know uh, when somebody's at my property? It It will. will. Okay. Yeah, it will. Uh, Because, you know, basically what you're doing is when you put it in that pouch, uh, you put it in a box, whatever, you know, whatever you buy, is that it's going to – it's turning off all those signals. Now – That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> yeah, so so it's, it, it's it's not like, okay, we're going to turn off all the signals except for just the ring doorbell. Okay, it doesn't yeah, quite – exactly. It doesn't no, work it, that way. It doesn't work that way. But counterintuitive, but you know – You know, but what yeah. you could do is, you know, you put the phone – you know, don't put it next to your nightstand. Put it in uh-huh. uh, another room. Okay. And then Uh they – what kind of phone do you have?
1: It's an iPhone. I think
0: it's a 6 or so. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you have the latest – if you have the latest OS. I don't know if it's available to you. The latest OS has something called Do Not Disturb. And so with Do Not Disturb, it's fabulous, is that it will silence everything, your bings, your bongs (laughs) – Anybody, And you can say, I only want to hear from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Maybe I want to hear from my kid, and I want to hear from my ring doorbell. Okay. okay. So if you're concerned about, you know, having the radio act, like you said, and the frequencies and all that other good stuff that, you know, bad stuff really yeah. that might be circling around your head, is that these new features that are available as far as, you know, focus. Like, for example, I I totally need to set this up. Okay. Because um, I was, you know, being personal now is that I'm Catholic, okay? And I've been Catholic my whole life. And there's a new app out called Halo, and I've been trying it out. And so this morning, I went for my walk just as the sun was rising, and I was doing the rosary. And as I'm doing the rosary, I get some text messages, I get another text message, get another. And so... Like I totally have to set it up. So what I'm gonna do, so the next time I do this, I'm gonna put on focus mode and only let uh, maybe a text or from Ian through or Barry through and have nothing else bothering me. So while I'm you know doing the rosary and walking and you know, just having a special time in the morning that you can do that. So if you aren't already using these modes on your iPhone. Uh, it really they're really fabulous. Just take some time. There's personal time, work time, like I said, focus, and also do not disturb. Uh, thank you so much for your call today, Lisa., hey, just a quick note about ring doorbells and ring appliances and whatever what ring cameras, whatever else it is is that they're now supported by Alexa routines. and that means you can have Alexa perform certain actions when motion is detected or if that, doorbell is actually pressed and maybe it's a custom announcement. Maybe it's to put on certain lights within the house and you can set all of these up inside your Alexa app and they're called Alexa routines. All right, David, glad to have you with us.
2: Hi, Kim. Thank you for taking my call. You betcha. I have, I have a question about Facebook marketplace. Okay. Uh, as you know, it's uh it's kind of like a yard sale one item at a time.
0: It sure is,
2: and uh, yeah. As as I'm the seller, I get people come uh, reply to my inquiries and say, "Is this available? And how much is it?" And oh, I think I want to buy that. Can we meet at the grocery store parking lot or things like that? Mm-hmm. Lately, there's been a new um, thing that the buyers have been saying to me, and that is, "Give me your phone number." and that was a very perplexing and apparently what they do or want to do is use some kind of an app or algorithm that sends a a uh, code to my uh, text a code to my phone then i put that code back in on the marketplace app and they claim that that verifies who i am well okay. i can't figure out what, whether it verifies anything
0: Okay. Let me tell you what they're doing. Okay. All right. Is that when you give them your phone number, they are now adding your phone number to a Google voice account. And when Google voice is adding the phone number, they're going to send you a a six digit verification code. And so when you send this person, the six digit verification code is that now they have your phone number that they can use to call other people, scam other people. Um, They're going to use that uh, Um. for any type of nefarious purpose that under the sun. So I'm really glad that you called because you definitely never, ever want to do that. Now, if you are selling stuff online, you know, on the flip side, Google Voice is a great number to have because you're not gonna give out your real phone number in case you ever wanted to for some reason. And then in addition to that, when the calls come in on your phone is that they'll go through the Google Voice app. And if you don't answer that phone call, David, uh, is that the voicemail is transcribed into an email and then it's sent to you. So it's really, it's actually a wonderful, wonderful service, but it sounds like this is a new scam that's going around on Facebook. So. You know, whatever the reason, whatever service that you're using, just make sure that if somebody asks you for your phone number, then they ask for a verification code, just know that they're going to try to duplicate your phone number and do who knows what with it. I'm so glad that you called David because that's a warning to everybody. You know, scammers are so clever, really. And they're always after you. They're always after your money. That's why you always have to be on your toes. And over at the website at commando.com, we strive to keep you up to date on All of these security alerts and internet scams. And so if you're not already getting our free newsletters, head over to commando.com slash subscribe. And that's where you want to get the breaking tech news and the breaking security alerts. So anytime we're notified of a new scam, we are immediately on it. And we're there to tell you about it to protect you and your family. We always have your back. So make sure you head over to commando.com slash subscribe and make sure that you get our free newsletters. And by the way, we don't sell, lease, distribute your email address to anybody ever. That's commando.com slash newsletters. All right, this tip is about how to find out who's calling you. When you look on your phone and you see an unknown number or you see a blocked number, well, you start by using star 69. Well, let me back up. You may have heard that you can use star 67 to conceal your number from someone who you called. And basically, you put that before the actual number. Now, star 69 will trace the number of the last person who called you, and it works even for anonymous or hidden calls. So you can get the phone number as well as the exact time that they called. And once you have that hidden phone number, you can block it on your phone so this way uh, it doesn't call you anymore. Now dialing star six nine also give you the option to call a number back, but if you don't want to confront whoever that person was a spam caller, just go ahead and block it. Now this is different than star five seven. That's the number that you use if a scammer or a spammer is actually harassing you. Star 5-7 gets you the phone number and call information, but it goes above and beyond. When you dial star 5-7, that's actually passed along to the police. The phone service will log a star 5-7 call in a special way so that authorities can easily locate whoever is harassing you. Now, you can always contact your phone provider if somebody's really bugging you and they can block it. Then there are some apps. Uh, one is called True Caller. Another one is Trap Call. And if you need links to this as well as more information about star 69 versus star 57, or if you want to pass this tip along to a family member or friend, which is always great, by the way, because knowledge is power, head over to our official website. That's commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And then in the search box, just type in blocked callers or even just star 69, star Five Seven. And then that tip will pop up for you automatically. And you want to stay right where you are, folks, because coming up we have more great phone calls as well as some insider secrets about when you should really change your password here on Kim Commando today. All right, back to the phones we go with Stephen. Hello there, Stephen. Hi, Kim. Welcome. What's a, going on? I'm a long-time, I'm a long-time fan. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're so kind. Um, I'm trying to simplify my contacts. You know, I have multiple
2: entries for just like one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, to take my example, my sister. I got their, her last name. There's four four entries for her last name, and then there's a uh, just an initial like E. Her name her last name i don't know if I could say her last name or no, not. No, I don't
0: say her. You don't have to say her last name. Whatever her
2: last
0: so name is. E, so it's E Phyllis, and then there's four, four entries for
2: the whole, the full name E and Phyllis, and it's just—and <laughs> and when she calls, it's like uh, a, call, a call from Phyllis and plus four, five others. You know, it's like. <laughs>
0: It's like a crapshoot. It's like, okay, which Phyllis is going to be today? Come on. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's really easy to fall into this trap because when you're using um, using your iPhone or Apple Mail or whatever, it'll say, do you want to update your contacts? Because maybe Phyllis changed the way that she changed her name, Right. And right. then you say, sure, I would like to update my contacts. Why would I not want to update my contacts? Okay. And then suddenly you have one, two, three, four Phyllises sitting in your phone. And to clean out your contacts, uh, it can be a bit of a nightmare doing it on your phone because, well, it's it's a pain in the neck. It is. It's not easy. You got to open up the contact, you got to edit, and then you got to find the delete, and then you're like, okay, that takes thirty seconds per contact. I actually did this myself recently while watching Netflix, and I find that to be a very productive use of my time. Is <laughs> to is to is to clean out my my photos mm-hmm. and to actually clean out my my uh, contacts as well. If you want to do it an easier, better way than on your phone, Stephen, is that you sign into your iCloud account. So you got iCloud.com, you use your Apple ID, You know, username, password, sign in, and then there's a contacts button. And then what's nice is that you're able to go ahead and clean up all your contacts without necessarily doing it with just your phone and your thumbs. And so that's your first step, is to sign on to iCloud. Now, if you're looking for A way to, you know, kind of – to do this semi-automatically, okay, is that there's a couple of apps you can check out. Uh, One is called Contacts Plus. Contacts Plus is really if you have tons of contacts and you want to separate them by, say, family members and friends and doctors and professional and business associates and good stuff like that – you could get up to a 1,000 contacts, but there is a cost. I mean, it's going to have everything in the cloud. You're going to give you a lot of features and kind of turns into a little bit of a uh, CRM for you, too. It's about 10 bucks a month. You can try A to Z contacts, and there's also another one called Card Up. I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll put a link to all three of these over inside the Commando community. You know, that's the thing when with technology and phones, especially photos. Oh, my gosh. Have you noticed how many photos you have on your phone? I I actually did a count recently, it's over 26,000 photos. Now now the new iOS 16, it actually has a really handy way to help you delete the duplicates. And that's also a good project to do when you're watching Netflix or something like that. You just pull out your phone and you start going through and you get get rid of all the garbage, the screenshots, the bad selfies. And again, iOS 16 has a brand new feature. I love this, it just scans for duplicates and then you can just, you can review each one, which I will tell you I didn't do because I think I had like 1500 duplicates. I'm like, all right, just wipe that out. So I just said, okay, duplicates be gone, be gone. All right, it used to be the IT department would say, change your password every 90 days. Well, it backfired because every 90 days people would say, you know what, I can't remember these passwords. I'm just gonna make them easier and easier to remember. So that's why all that advice just went out the window. So when should you change your password? Well, any time that your username or password is exposed in any data breach, make sure you change your passwords even if you made that mistake, you using the same password at every single site, which is a no-no. Uh, number two, maybe you get a text that someone's trying to access your account. That's scary. Uh, number three is if you fell for a scam or some type of phishing email. And finally, number four, maybe you shared a password or credentials to your password management program with someone, and that wasn't the best idea. A bummer. And what is Forest Gump's email password? 1Forest1. One one. 24-7, you can find me at commando.com. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you, and thanks for listening.